Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It is now time for a China perspective where we take a look at some headlines out of China. Of course, the top story out of China has to be the developments around the CPC, the National Congress that's happening there. And helping me out with some of the things that have been brought up during that meeting and which lasts for the rest of this week. I've got Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs on the line with me. Good morning, Dr. O. A uh, very good morning to all of you. <laughs> I understand you're in uh, Changi Airport T4 right now. That's right. (laughs) Waiting for a flight, really on the go, my friend. Okay, let's talk about the CPC. A lot of what was said this year seems to be a bit of a reinforcement of goals that President Xi Jinping had mapped out previously. For you, what were some of the key highlights of the CPC? Well, number one, of course, uh, usually we are looking at who who are present and who are not present uh, at at the uh, opening of the Congress. for example, this year, one of the former uh, general secretaries, uh, Jiang Zemin, uh, was not present. But of course, that could be due to his advanced uh, age. But uh, the premier at Jiang Zemin's time, uh, Chu Rongji, was also not uh, present. And people would have speculations that, uh, for example, there are various opinions in the party as to how to go forward and so on. Mm-hmm. But of course, the major focus would be on C's uh, uh, Speech. And as you pointed out, uh, of course, uh, a lot of these uh, goals going forward were basically uh, reiteration or reinforcements of uh, what uh, had been uh, laid out over the past few years. So we are still looking forward to what indeed uh, it w- would, be, uh, would be this so-called uh, China-style of uh, modernization, as mm-hmm. he said. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, the Congress happens uh, for the rest of the week. There's still a lot more issues that will probably be brought up. One of the biggest applause came when President Xi restated opposition to Taiwan independence. This issue continues to make the residents of Taiwan nervous and the United States, of course, following this closely. I know it's only still the start of it, but uh, how do you see this issue moving forward? Well, of course, again, he re- uh, reiterated uh, you know, the not ruling out the use of force uh, at, at, uh, as the last resort and mm-hmm. so on. Uh, but of course, I, I think uh, the Taiwan side, uh, together with the U.S. side, they would continue to, uh, to worry about uh, China's intention and so on. Because uh, I think at least on the Taiwan side, there was no desire for immediate reunification. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be, as judged by the loud applause uh, you mentioned, uh, yeah. there's this very strong desire for immediate reunification. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one because it happens that just last week, Taiwan President Tsai Ing-wen said that war between Taiwan and China is not something that she wants, but she did reiterate her willingness to at least talk to Beijing. She also did pledge to keep boosting Taiwan's defences. So, I mean, looking at this scenario. I mean, President Xi did say that, you know, preferably without any force, preferably a peaceful way of uh, reunification, as he says. Is there a possibility of some kind of a peaceful resolution? Well, uh, I I think, again, the desire for reunification, at least in the short term, Mm. on the Taiwan side uh, is not uh, very strong. And uh, these sort of talks uh, between the two sides uh, 
at least for the moment, I think are very difficult to be carried out mm -hmm. because um, the China side would demand some preconditions such sure. as both sides of the Taiwan Straits would uh, acknowledge there's only one China. And then, uh, of course, that one China, at least according to the interpretation of uh, the communist side, would be, well, the, the communist China, namely the People's Republic of yeah, China. Yeah, and that's so the that's, touchy part. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge sticking point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Oh, I also noticed there seems to be quite an emphasis on security against external forces this time. I want to talk about, you know, expectations on how China would approach this issue. Is this a case of building military might or economic might being the wider target? Well, of course, I think it's uh, both hands uh, going forward at the same time, right? China is uh, building, for example, a lot of uh, aircraft uh, carriers. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, on the other hand, of course, it tries to uh, revive its economy. And as its uh, economy is uh, not doing particularly well now, I think uh, they would, uh, of course, uh, redouble the efforts in terms of uh, reinforcing their military such that, you know, from their perspective, uh, you know, a, a lot of so-called foreign forces are trying to uh, take advantage mm. when China is weak and so on. So when now the China is not doing spectacularly in terms of economy, so they would have to redouble their efforts in uh, building up the military here. Yeah. Actually, talking about the economy, China did say that they will delay the release of the economic growth figures. Uh, of course, they're gathering for CPC right now. And this comes the day before analysts had expected Beijing to publish some of its weakest quarterly growth figures since 2020. Obviously, the real estate crisis and the COVID-19 restrictions, they're still strong on this zero COVID policy. It should investors... Do you expect investors to be worried about this moving forward? They seem to be very firm that the zero COVID policy is going to work. Well, everybody is wondering uh, when China would be opening up again, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, um, I, I think perhaps uh, really not in the short run. And that is because uh, they have, in a sense, uh, cocooned themselves mm. for so long. Imagine if it was suddenly uh, opening up and, and so on. Uh, I think you have a huge spike in the numbers of uh, people getting infected and so on. And that is something which, uh, you know, the, the, the China administration could not afford, even if uh, Xi Jinping is guaranteed a third term. You, know? yeah. you don't yeah. want to open your third term with, uh, you know, like millions of people getting infected, right? Yeah. So I think you'll be at most a very gradual process of uh, reopening up yeah mm, it's still a huge market i'm sure a lot of people will be very mm -hmm. optimistic even if it's a gradual opening so talking about the big one presidency expected to get a third term as the party secretary general and also military chief i want to talk about how this matter could be approached this week i mean are we expecting to see where the change in policy is concerned you know to only affect his position as far as retirement age is concerned or do you think that other key appointment holders will also be affected or extended in that sense well, of course, uh, number one, uh, we will be looking at uh, who are those, uh, you know, existing or new members mm. of the so-called standing committee of the Politburo, right? Usually it's about uh, seven of uh, them. I think, uh, for example, the, the Premier, uh, Li Keqiang, has expressed his uh, willingness uh, to retire. 
So there is likely to be a new, uh, at least a premier candidate, and that person would, of course, be a member of the standing uh, committee. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there are a number of others who are about to to retire. I think C is uh, likely to make use of this opportunity to uh, replace them with, uh, of course, uh, candidates who are more to his uh, liking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess finally, Dr. O, what other discussions or issues should we look out for this week uh, during the CPC? Well, it is primarily a party congress mm-hmm. and therefore political issues, uh, you know, how to reinforce uh, the CPC's uh, leading role in the society and so on. But uh, of course, all eyes again uh, on uh, how you know, as the ruling party, you will go about uh, reviving yeah. the Chinese economy. At least that's what uh, a lot of us, uh, you know, from outside China will be interested in. Mm. I've been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, as always, we appreciate your time. Take care and have a safe flight, yeah? Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.